behind the settee, underneath the cushion, will be all my sweet papers because I've hidden them. So if I can't see them and don't put them in the bin, I don't think I've done it. And then every so often I'll take the cushion off and think, that is what I've done. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, your host, Carl. Today, I've got a special guest. Now, to be honest with you, my guests are always special on the show, but today's guest is extremely special to me. Um, She's someone I've known all my life. She has no idea about the podcast or what I do here. But as I've been telling the audience and everybody who listens to the show, I would at some point have my mum here to tell her story and talk to me. And here she is. Mum, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Hello. You're probably a little bit shocked and don't know what the hell's going on I right am. now. So, Mum, let me let me start by just explaining a little bit about why I've been bugging you to download this software and, and yep. come here. Basically, I've got a podcast, okay? Mm-hmm. And do you even know what a podcast is? Yes. Okay, and I wasn't sure because, you know. Yes, I do. A bit older. Yeah. Um, but so basically, I started a podcast in a year ago in September mm. and Basically, it started because of a conversation me and you had. And it wasn't, so it was not this last summer. I was, it was a summer before when yeah. I was staying with you. And I remember I was talking to you about Slimming World and talking to you. And I, I asked you a question. And I don't know if you'll even remember the conversation because it was just like a, it was a passing conversation we had. But I said to you, um, if you've been going for so long and you've not hit your goal, why do you bother going? And, yeah. and I mean, I didn't say it in a nasty way. No, but I, that's but true. that was a question I asked. And you said that if you didn't go, you you have no idea how big you'd be, how True. much you would weigh. Yeah. And you said that you go because it keeps you accountable. Yeah. And it gives you support and it helps you. Yeah. And I said, but why haven't you reached your goal? Why do you honestly believe? And you said to me that you felt lonely and in between meetings, sometimes it was difficult because of the fact you didn't have that support all week round. And that's one of the main reasons. Um and that really stuck with me. I know I didn't really mention it to you much more. No, but it's um, true. Yeah. And and it was something you said to me. And, and basically that night I woke up in the room that you're in now on the little mattress that I was sleeping on and I couldn't sleep. And, and I just kept thinking about it. And I felt bad, first of all, probably because I live in Barcelona and I felt like maybe I hadn't supported you enough or done enough to help you. But I felt bad for you having been on that journey and struggling and like I said, it, it sat with me and... It shouldn't have made you feel bad, though. I feel bad now thinking that, saying that. Don't worry, because... Don't worry. Let me carry on and explain. Yeah. But you shouldn't feel bad because you were being honest. And that's that's really important. But basically, I thought, I wonder how many people... And I mean, obviously, you know, I've struggled with my weight as well. Um, how many other people do feel lonely? How many other people really struggle with their weight loss journey? And it prevents them from actually ever reaching their target or from you know, going up and down and how it can impact how you feel about yourself, depression, all of these things. And so I came up with this idea of a podcast that people could listen to and get support and motivation from 
in between weigh-ins, in between whatever plan they follow, whenever they felt like they needed some extra help. Mm. And one of the ways I thought how I might be able to do that would be to share success stories of people who have already succeeded, already been on that journey. I interview them, talk yeah. about it, find mm. out how they managed to do it. So then people can use it as inspiration and get support from that. So that was an idea. You know what I'm like with my mad ideas and, and I've had... Yeah, but they usually work. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I like this. I started interviewing people from mainly Slimming World to begin with, but I went on Instagram and I started looking for people who have lost a lot of weight, who've had you know amazing journeys, transformed their body, transformed their, their mind and started interviewing them and publishing them and doing that. Yeah. And so, like I said, that was in September, 2022. So it was just over a year ago in September. Yeah. I didn't tell you. First of all, because I, I didn't know, I didn't want to tell anyone. I was a bit shy, to be honest with you. I wasn't sure how it would be received. I didn't want to tell any of my mates because I've been overweight most of my life. And it was only really when I started doing that in 2022 of losing weight that I felt like I actually had control of it myself for the first time. Yeah, it's true. And um, so I didn't tell anyone. And then really I thought to myself that at some point I would love for you to find out about the podcast from somebody telling you, but that hasn't happened. So um, I'm obviously not as famous or popular as I was hoping. But I did did see it on Facebook, didn't I? So, so this is why why we're doing this now. Yeah. Because I made a mistake and published on my personal Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But I was doing coaching. But the coaching something that's come on much later. And now that you know about this, you can go back and listen to all of my episodes. There, there's 80 odd of different interviews. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've interviewed yeah. over 80 oh, people. Different wow. countries different weight loss methods, but all of them have, have been on a journey and managed to lose weight. So what I wanted to do, because you are so close to hitting your target and it's Christmas and I want to do something special for the listeners, is I wanted you to be my weight loss warrior and my special guest on today's show. Thank you. Is that something we can do? Yeah, go on. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. welcome to the show then, mum. Okay, thank you. Normally there's a platform. Normally what I do, I, there's a format, sorry, not a platform. Normally what I do is I send the questions to people ahead of time, but I didn't want to ruin the surprise. I wanted to make this very spontaneous and, um, you know, I, I didn't want you getting in a tease about it, but I, I just wanted it to be a surprise because it's something that you've inspired that ultimately could, could be a career for me. So I, I'm grateful yeah. to you for that, really, genuinely. And I won't say too much right now because I'll get emotional. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's it's something that's helping other people like literally i've had i think over 50,000 downloads last month like since i started wow that's amazing it just shows how many people out there need a bit extra help exactly that exactly and so if we can i'd like to talk about your journey a little bit today um yeah. because like i said although it's probably been up and down and a bit difficult at times or very difficult maybe you're at a point now where you're you're nearly there You've nearly yeah. reached your target, which is amazing. So for the listeners, and I have to be honest, I do occasionally mention you in previous episodes. I don't think I've ever said anything bad or that you might get me in trouble for, but well, at 40 years old, you can't really ground me anymore anyway. So That's true. It's done now anyway. Exactly. Can't take it back. Exactly. <laughs> so why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Who am I? Well, I'm a mother of three. Mm -hmm. Who's who's your favourite of those three? Just out of interest. Um, I haven't got one at the moment. Only on their birthdays. Okay, okay, so okay, fair enough. Just wanted to check. See if well, I you on. might you might be after this for a little while, or, or maybe not. We'll see how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry, I interrupted. So you're a mother of three. I'm a hairdresser part time. Since I've had a you, which is like forty years ago, that's when I started having weight problems. Mm -hmm. Um, joined lots of different swimming clubs. Some of them work, some of them don't. Obviously, when I left, 
pile the weight back on because I never actually got in control of proper eating rather than doing a fatty diet and then going back to normal eating. Obviously, two don't make mix. Got to 50, hit the menopause, which then every or every woman will tell you you put on so much weight around your middle. It became a struggle. Slimming World is the, is the thing that's helped me the most, mm-hmm. I must admit. I've had support from them. It's just that I haven't, like you say, sometimes it, you need the support in between the, the meetings. It's not just once a week that you need it. But I am nearly at my target yeah, now, you are. which I'm really pleased for. And, and we can get onto that in um, a bit more detail. But if we could go back, it feels in one way, I have to be honest, it feels really, it feels like a normal interview. But then I keep thinking, bloody hell, it's my mum. It's from your mum, I know. But yeah, but, no, you got to, yeah. But so, and I do put this on YouTube sometimes. So that's why I said, you know, make sure you looking half decent which you're looking beautiful as always um so (laughs) basically your your journey you said and and i have said this before on the podcast that i i you could blame me really for the fact that you started having weight problems because it wasn't till after you had me that no that's true so so what actually happened i never had a problem as a child no and and teenagers no no teenage problems no no and and i remember at one of your birthdays photos of you as a young adult and my friends leering at you and saying what a milf you were <laughs> thanks adam and brett um a good old brett yeah <laughs> so so no but it's true before you had me you, you were very slim so what was it for you do you think that made it difficult for you obviously after being pregnant to to lose the weight that you'd gained i think it was routine before when i was at work you had your breakfast you'd have your lunch at work you come home have your evening meal when you're at home you pick and that is my worst thing Mm-hmm. My meals have always been pretty good, but I am a picker. So it's a biscuit tin, chocolate if it's about. I'd make cakes, things. Obviously, then I would eat them if they're about. Packet of crisps, that sort of thing. But what was it? Because if this wasn't something you were doing before you had me and it wasn't an issue, what do you think changed then? Because I was busy. I was busy then. Okay. When I was at work full time, you're busy in the time. You, you don't, and, and the food's not there. Mm-hmm. When you're at work, you haven't got those snacks. You've only got what you take into work, okay. which I would then literally take my lunch, which would be a sandwich or a salad mm-hmm. and a yogurt and eat that. Whereas when you're home, you've got the fridge, you've got the biscuit tin. It's all there. You've got that time. Of course. It's all there. And, and for anyone, I don't think anyone obviously doesn't know you, you're a hairdresser, aren't you? And yeah. you worked in a salon up until you had me and then became yeah. a private hairdresser doing yeah. house visits and people visiting you. <clears throat> Something you still do now. And uh, yes. Some of your clients you've had for, well, penny. 40 years. Know, yeah, 40 years since, since yeah. I was born. So that's, yeah. that's a long time to, to be cutting someone's hair. It is. You must be doing a good job, otherwise they wouldn't have invited you back all this time. Well, I think so. so I hope um, so. For you, that's how it started. And, and this is something we've never really talked about, actually. So I'm, I'm curious to ask True. myself. But in terms of gaining that weight, then obviously four years later, after I was born, you had Ian. Yeah. So the journey, you didn't really, you gained weight in between that time. Yes. And then fell pregnant again. I lost some of my baby weight, but then I probably put on a stone between you and Ian. Okay. Okay. And then again, within the four years between you and probably another stone and a half then between Ian and Sean. Between Ian and Sean. So I was two and a half stone later um, between you and Sean in eight years, I'd put on two and a half stone. Okay. And, and that two and a half stone, I mean, I remember various diets you've been on and things that you've done but but how much how far away at your heaviest how far away from either your weight before you had me were you or how far away from the weight that you wanted to be at were you well 15 years ago when I joined Slimming World Mm -hmm. 
I was uh, 14 and a half, about 14, 10. Okay. And what was your target? Well, my target was, I, I just used to do it by half stone. My target was 12 stone. But because of my age, I mean, my height, I'm only five foot four. My height, I should be about nine and a half stone, but I would never get to that now. I know at 12 stone, I'd like to be under 12 stone. Mm-hmm. I can get into all my size 14 clothes and I'm happy and I feel happy like that. Okay. I'll never be a size 10. No, I don't but, want to be. Exactly that. I was going to say it's, it's probably not your goal there. But what, what I'm interested to know as well is because obviously in between having babies, you, your weight had gone up. And I remember, um, like I said, this will be going out on YouTube. So you sit there with your tongue stuck out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you forget that you, other people might watch it. I have to show people this is my mum. When you did success, I think it was called. Yeah. Where you were basically drinking milkshakes. There's various versions now, actually. There's one that's quite popular called the one-to-one diet by Cambridge. It was very similar to Cambridge, yeah. just liquid. Liquid diet. I lost three stone on that in three months. Three stone in three months. So that that's very rapid. Probably not the healthiest way to do it. And I remember you had no, to go... not at all. You had to drive there once a week and they would <clears throat> test your wee, wouldn't they? You'd have to wee in a pot yeah, and they'd put a stick in. to see if you'd eaten or not. But... That was based on ketones. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so basically you were following the keto diet. And yeah. the keto diet in which you restrict your carbs yeah. to a point where your body goes into ketosis and mm-hmm. uses your fat for energy. And so yeah. you would go each week just to make sure that you're still in ketosis and that, yeah. you know, you'd get your test. But ultimately the liquid diet, the, the fact it was liquid was just the way of controlling and heavily restricting your calories to put you yeah. in a, what's called a calorie deficit. So that you're, you're losing weight. And so you follow that and you lost three stone in three months, which yeah. I remember I don't know how many years ago it was actually, but I, I distinctly remember it because I remember people commenting, or, you know, the drastic difference in how you looked. Because it happened so quick. Mm-hmm. That's why. So how long ago was I that? Think, I think I'd got Sean. I had, well, dad, dad was still at work, but yeah, I think, I think I'd had got, I'm sure I'd got Sean. Okay. So, that's... so I'm sort of thinking probably 22 years ago. Okay, fair enough. So quite a while ago. And and yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I remember you buying tablets to try. I remember you trying, you know. I did that horrible herbal life. Herbal life. Yeah, that didn't work so well for you. That wasn't very nice, was it? So you, you've basically gone from, you know, from things to things. And that's the, the, the actual weight loss journey up and down. And, and what do you think yeah. prevented you each time, if we can talk about that a bit more, on each journey that you took? Why did it never stick? Why did it always go back to you gaining weight again? Because they were always such a quick fix thing. I need I needed somebody to help me. Well, well, no, because there was support there. I can't say there wasn't support, but I probably didn't reach out to them perhaps as I should have done because to me, I thought, yes, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Now I can go back to normal and I should have had more support because then you go back to eating and then you start the wrong eating habits again. Okay. I do. I am an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. And if I'm an emotional eater, I don't turn to a lettuce leaf or an apple. I turn to rubbish. <laughs> I wouldn't have his podcast no. if you did, Mum. <laughs> I know, but I don't. And also, I'm a secret eater. Mm-hmm. Hop a lemon and nut. When there's nobody about, I will eat. Honestly, I just have to say, it's like really brave that you're saying this like so openly and talking about it. So, so fair play. But honestly, if you, not now, because I've cleared them all out. But, oh, get me emotional. It's okay. Behind the settee, mm-hmm. underneath the cushion will be all my sweet papers because I've hidden them. So if I can't see them and don't put them in the bin, I don't think I've done it. And then every so often I'll take the cushion off and think that is what I've done. And this last two or three months, I've realized that that, and that has stopped. I don't really know what has may help me stop it, but I've realized that, you know, you can't keep 
it's not you mustn't be secret about it and that's helped me by talking and talking to you will help me because i'm being open well done and and uh, like honestly mum like being emotional on here is is i i've i get emotional sometimes talking to guests mm. guests get emotional so that's absolutely fine but it's like i say it's very brave to admit that and, and to say that and it's something that so many so many people and i, I was i didn't realize it until i started the podcast but so many people suffer in the same way you've just described first of all being an emotional eater and what i've learned is that a lot of people they they'll follow the process like you did yeah lose the weight but then not actually deal with the mindset work and the, the exactly. well-being and what's going on up here don't, Luke, you don't yeah you haven't you haven't got your mind around food mm-hmm. and so when you say, yeah i've lost the weight i feel great until but, you get emotional yeah. Or something happens, you have a stressful time yeah. or you feel bad yeah. or, you know, it could be a number of things. And, yeah. you know, you're a very, which I think is an amazing thing. You're a very sensitive, but, but emotional person. Um, mm. And so obviously that link to food must have made things quite difficult at times for you. Yeah, it has. It has. Because then you're ashamed of it. And then the shame turns to emotion again. So you do it all over again. Mm-hmm. And and how many years Sorry. do you think that's been a problem for you? And that's been oh, probably twenty years. May even be more than that. On and off, probably. I mean, I've always been emotional, right, right from tiny, but it never affected me. Mm-hmm. But then I think it's obviously. I mean, I'm not blaming you, but your hormones change, so your body starts changing and different things, and you you grow up as well. You're more, of, you know. So I think no, of course your emotions change as well. And and not only that, life circumstances, things that exactly. happen in life. You know, you so many more bad things happen to you when you're a child nothing bad happens does it that's what you you hope get older things do exactly and you know and i was wondering as well if and we don't have to go into big details about this but obviously at the same time obviously as as having me soon after you also went through a divorce with my dad yeah and a separation there which is a very difficult thing i can imagine i'm luckily touched with i never had to go through it and hope i never do but that if you're an emotional eater that's that could be a moment that probably even it started i don't know but it's something yeah it, pro- it probably was. The good news is that you, like I said, you're so close to your target and you, you've got something. And, and it's just interesting hearing you say it. And you, you've literally, I think, you know, said it in the same way so many people do. And But if you don't fix the emotional eating, if you don't look at the mindset, if you don't look at those things that actually cause it, the, the problems that you're facing in the first place, then they're, not, they're only kind of silenced or, you know, you turn the volume down no, on them, true. but they don't disappear yeah, and then they come back. It's completely, it's true. And I have said the, said the same thing to so many people, but not done it myself, you know. I've I've listened to so many people telling me all their problems, but I just say, yeah, I'm fine. Because hmm. it's easy to say I'm fine. Yeah, because the kind of person you are, you don't want to put your burdens onto other people. No. And, but then you don't solve it. So so just to, to let you know, from the podcast, because I got a lot of great feedback, and honestly, it's, it's, I'll, I'll share with you like some of the stuff now you know about, and you can listen mm. to the episodes, but it... it actually helping people on their journeys, helping people to stay, you know, to lose weight. And every now and again, like a, a message out of the blue from someone saying, hey, Carl, and I've never spoke to him before, but like, just to let you know, like, big fan of podcasts, it's helped me lose X amount of weight this year. Blows me away, mum. Absolutely blows me away. And, and it must do. And it's one of the it things like I, I said before, like, you know, I've always had these crazy ideas and different businesses I've tried to start. This has been the first thing I've started without even thinking about how I'd make money from it. And it, it, mm. it literally was to help people and not as a business. Yeah, but- because you've been on the journey, you understand as well. Yeah, and, and you know, I think that's part some, of it. Some things you start, but you start it with an idea. But this is real. You know, you're dealing with real people, 
it's not an object. They are actually people, and they're con- they're talking to you the same as you're talking to them. So that that's why it's, it's helping, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, I think you're right. I think as well, it's uh, it's yeah, because it's so close to my heart. Because knowing that you've obviously managing like depression and weight loss, and and the two are so closely linked together, mm. and and mindset falling in between the two of those, and almost like a vicious cycle that can be very very difficult to manage. Oh, it is completely. So, so that obviously it meant a lot to me that side and also like you said because I I decided to lose weight last year and become healthier and I've discovered yeah. a lot about myself and and kind of feel sad in a way that I waited till I was nearly 40 to do it because although I was never really unhappy as a as a young adult I was overweight and I think I could have been happier if I wasn't you know yeah um, but until you do it you don't realize do you no no I've got a question for you mum did you yeah. do you remember when I did the fashion show at Great Bradford School when I was in junior yes. you do Yes. Do you remember anything about afterwards? Like anything at all about it? Like in, in that same day, just after the fashion show, a conversation we had with somebody? Not really, no. no. And, and it's, it's probably, I mean, this is, this is interesting because it probably just shows how little importance. But if it was about you, you would remember it. Oh, for sure. You were talking to Clive. Um, right, yeah. I can't remember the kid's name, Lee and Daniel's dad. And um, yeah. And he was there and he came up to, to you and he's talking and I'd just come off the, the catwalk and I'd be modeling. Did he comment on your weight? Yeah. He said, yeah, he said, I remember now. He said, Oh, wow, Cole, you've definitely got footballers' thighs. That's right. And now you've said that. Yeah. That is, for me, my very, very first memory of yeah. being overweight. And there's other things like the time, and I've, I've, I've shared this publicly on previous stories and, and episodes where I got stuck under the bed in Switzerland with Matt Smith hiding under the bed in the girls' room because my bum was too big. Really? Um, Sorry, you can laugh. Sorry. It's funny. No, no. It, I'm laughing about you I, hiding in the girls' room. You don't normally hide. No, but the teachers were coming, so we had to. So we had to hide under the bed. Um, makes me sound like some kind of serious, <laughs> like I spend half my time in different girls' rooms, which I don't. Any, well, not anymore. Um, no. Just one, my wife's. And yes. When she lets me. Anyway, so so that for me was like a really triggering core memory that I've got. Yeah. And since then, I've always been conscious of being overweight. Yeah. And even now, there's still things I'd like to change and, and keep pushing it, but I still struggle with yeah. mindset sometimes. And, and this is why, as an extension of the podcast, I've now gone to training to become a coach. And yeah, I'm now actually working with people. You saw the Facebook post that went out. That yeah. was only supposed to be because I've got an Instagram account and a Facebook dedicated to Weight Loss Warrior. And it was only supposed to be in that area, but it went yeah. it went wide. And in the end, I kind of... I had a decision where I could delete it and hope nobody saw it or I'll keep it there because I mean, ultimately I'm, I'm proud of what I've done here. And I was going to say, keep it, you know, it's going to help more people. And and then on the other side of it, it got to a certain point because I, I have this dream, like not this dream, this like vision of one day someone at Slimming World, you'd go there and they'd be like, has anyone listened to Weight Loss Warrior podcast? Nobody bloody has. So now you've got well, to go and tell them about it. Um, well, there are podcasts on Slimming World. I don't know what people listen to. Yeah, so there, there is a Slimming World podcast, which is brilliant. It's two ladies that do it and it's very funny. And that's the official one yeah. from Slimming World. So so I thought, you know, I could keep going. But at the same time, the podcast could actually help you, I think, as well in some aspects. You said that like that video I did on coaching, we're, we're talking about what I do to help <laughs> people with mindset. Yeah. So it got to a point I was like, wow, what if I'm actually, it's a bit selfish. Maybe this could help mum on her journey. But you're nearly there now. But obviously then you get to maintenance and then that's a whole different thing. But so I'd, I'd love to help you if I can. So, so tell us about your journey on Simming World and this this current journey. You, you said you've been going for fifteen years, which yeah, 
is a long time, and I say this obviously respectfully, it's a long time to be going and never have no, it is. hit your target. Well, the first 10 months I got within four pounds of target, I lost nearly three stone. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know why I should have called that target because I was happy with myself. I could not get that four pound. I kept putting on a pound, losing a pound, and it took me about another four months. And I then started putting weight back on. And from then on, I've put quite a bit back on and it's just been and I, I think I see to me that was a failure because I didn't get there I see well I've always lost weight quickly because I've done I've done all these silly crash diets mm-hmm. and I was doing it properly and they say it took me 10 months but because I didn't get there I was failure so then come back the emotional eating and the whole circle started again and I've just never got there which is why I've raised my target because to be sensible I would never be 10 stone again mm-hmm. Yes, in my mind, I'd like to be, but it's impossible. I, I know that I couldn't. I just couldn't get there at the moment. Okay, I couldn't do so, it. So you you increased your target to make it more realistic for you, which is yeah, I think the right thing to do if you if you're struggling. So how far did you move it from where it was? Well, I've gradually moved it to to twelve stone. Okay, I mean, no, it's been eleven and a half for a long time actually. Mm-hmm. But I've moved it to twelve stone for now because I've got a pound to go for this week. And then after my operation, after after my after my knee replacement, because you see at the moment, every Wednesday, because I'm so busy at work, every Wednesday my whole leg is so swollen that it's just I'm staying the same. I've stayed the same on and off and losing just a little bit and then a little bit off. And little, so I've um, decided that after my op, I will then probably go and try and lose that next half time. Go on, Trish. Come on, you can do it, Trish. Come on. I think it's so important as well that like when... Because you, you you just summed it up absolutely beautifully, actually. You said that because you were four pounds away from that and you couldn't hit that target, you felt like a failure. Yeah. And that yeah. feeling of being a failure drove you to then gain weight. Yeah, did. Completely missing the fact you've already lost a lot of weight and that and in I, itself is an amazing thing. And I mean, I did have the support. I mean, the, the Slimming World people are there and they do support me. Mm-hmm. But like you say... You know, when I'm sitting here alone, alone at night, there's nobody about. I can lie. I can sit sit and lie to them, but I'm not lying to myself, am I? But I can lie to other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I had a salad tonight, knowing full well I followed it by crunching a Mars bar. You know, yeah. But you don't tell people that. Of course, of course. And then obviously, when it comes to weigh day, like, oh, oh, my yeah. my knee is is swelling on my knee. No, you've been telling me. No, that, no. that really that hasn't been going that no, long. Your your knee obviously needs needs replacing and. I think obviously that will help you as well to be more active and more mobile because like you say, when it's hurting, you have to rest it. And when you're resting it, you're not moving yeah. around and yeah. you do spend a lot of time on your feet when you're working. So I, I think that will be a good thing, but I, I love yeah, but it's not exercise, is it? No, but that's what I want to get back to but just moving around. You know, I, I think it's good. But the thing is yeah. about this mum as well, that moving your target to recognize your achievement, I think it's, it's important because mm. when you hit it, when you get that pound, whether it's this week, whether it's, after Christmas, whenever it is, when you do get that target, you've achieved it. And there's absolutely no reason at all to feel like a failure because you've hit your target. No. You've reached it. You can celebrate that win. I mean, if you choose to lower your target and go for another target, brilliant, but you've got a new baseline and that's, but I want to actually get to target. Exactly. Yeah. Then I, then I can say, yeah, like you say, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I have reached it. Then I can lower it if I want to. Of course. And it's good because you have done it and you've done so much and just sticking with it. 
for as long as you yeah. have. And I know you love Sim World. I know raffles are pretty grim sometimes. Mm-hmm. Some of those. I win them a lot, though. You do win them a lot, <laughs> but some of the prizes. I can't branch you, Sim World group. Get some decent prizes down They're there. They're much. No, Matt gives good prizes out. Yeah, and a shout out to Matt because I've never spoken to him. I do follow him on Instagram. I even tried to get yeah. in that way so that he'd mention the podcast. But I think what you've done is amazing. I'm really, I, I'm not just losing weight, but everything you do as a mum everything you do working helping other people you're so selfless you you really put every other person in front of yourself um which i think in some ways has probably made your journey even more difficult in terms of doing that because you you carry other people's baggage other people's burdens and and take it on and help them without necessarily helping yourself um but that's what makes you such an amazing person so thank you. you know no, you're welcome. Thanks for having me and all that. Um, well, it's a pleasure. Probably wasn't. I don't want you Probably back. wasn't having me. It wasn't a pleasure. I mean, <laughs> it was. After, when I was, once I was born, but the actual giving birth, it probably wasn't too pleasurable. But you're at target now. So what is next? You, you think you might lower your target? You think you might just you know get used to being? Definitely. After my operation, I will definitely lower it. Perfect. So I, my aim is to stay, because once my aim is to stay within two or three pounds either way. And then once, once it, well, it'll be... My operation's the end of February, so say end of March. Mm-hmm. Once I'm back and sort of normal again, that's when I shall lower a good another half stone. Perfect. And I think it's such a great way yeah. of doing it. Because yeah. small chunks, little by little, don't set yourself up for anything that feels unachievable and no. you'll get there. You really will. If I get if I get to that and I can do a bit more than I will, but at the moment that it will only be half a stone in my head just to, to lose that half stone. And it's so important in terms of goal setting to it, to have manageable goals. And even if you've got something that's much further off, you know, but yeah. Um, amazing mum. I mean, I'm so, I'm so glad that I've, I've managed to do this finally, really. Do you know, I feel better already. Just saying about that secret eating, I've never told anybody. No. And it, well, it's not a secret anymore. It's not. <laughs> and once this goes live, hundreds of people are listening to it. They say a secret shared is secret halved and that's true. Yeah, they, they definitely don't say a secret shared is secret halved. Or a problem shared is problem halved, but mine's, mine's a secret. Because it is a problem. And that is a problem. And and just know that so many people do go through that and deal with it. And it's something that, like you said, it creates shame, it creates guilt, but it doesn't have to because no. you're managing it, you're dealing with it and you've been open and honest about it. And I've, I've literally just about to launch a, an online program. You might need some help because it's online. Just no <laughs> navigating your way around the, the old internet. But um, yes. Basically, it's a 10 module course that looks at mindset and it is there to give people support, whatever method of weight loss that they follow, but it's a, it's a course that they can follow to, to focus on their mindset while they're losing weight. So yeah, whether it's keto, whether it's one-to-one Cambridge, whether it's Weight Watchers, yeah. World, you've got the process there that you follow, but then on the other side of it, you're also working on your mindset and dealing with things like emotional eating dealing with things like having a poor self body image or having low self-esteem. I mean, I I will look in the mirror, but I'll only look at what I want to see. I won't look at my whole body because I don't, I don't like to see it. So I just look at the bits I want to see. Mm -hmm. But you must be getting to a point now where you feel in. Yeah, I do. I do feel better. I do. I do feel better now, much better. But at the same time, body dysmorphia is something that happens to a lot of people where even though you've lost the weight, you still don't necessarily feel you, you, your no. brain hasn't caught up with the, the change, you know? I mean, only last week 
I went and bought a couple of woolly dresses type thing and straight away tried on 18s. I thought, well, they're huge. Mm -hmm. But I still wanted to buy them because I didn't want them to cling. But then when I went and put the 16s on, they fitted, and I thought, actually, I look all right. So it's just little things like that. I was quite quite chuffed with. Oh, mum, that, 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 that warms my cockles hearing that. That's beautiful. I know. If it did me, I'd come out of the changing room. Oh, look at me. And they're in the sale. <laughs> do you know what I did yesterday? And, and I'll keep this in the podcast for everybody else's amusement, except for, unless the poor lady who I did it to is, is uh, I was trying something on the other day, yesterday, literally, and they didn't have my size or the size I had didn't fit me. So I stuck my head out. Oh, can I go and uh, get another size? She said, yeah, fine. And as I was going to get the jeans, she said, oh, what change room are you in? I couldn't remember. They're all numbered. I couldn't remember yeah. the number. So I said, oh, and I started walking back, looking to try and think, because they all look the same, don't they? They're in a row. Yeah, of course they do. And I was convinced it was number four. So I opened it. He said, yeah, it's number four. And there's a woman in there. <laughs> Oops. I was so embarrassed. I, I felt like such a pervert. <laughs> Oh, and no. luckily she was clothed just like looking at herself in the mirror yeah but she looked at me with this death stare yeah and i was like i'm so sorry and luckily the woman who worked in the shop saw me yeah and she realized i'd made a mistake and she was like oh no no problem don't worry don't worry and i said well i think it's three but i'm a bit scared to have a look behind door number three <laughs> now say, in case there's another woman there. i think i'll just get changed um, out in the shop please <laughs> yeah I, I would have preferred honestly i mean obviously i wasn't stood there in my pants you know i, I was clothed but yeah, that was a bit awkward. Oh, um, so yeah, anyway, I, I digress. But congratulations to you for that non-scale victory because they're so important as well. It's not just about the number on the scales. And I know it's in not. the world it's easy. It's easy to obsess about the number because everything's focused on that. Because actually my weight to me is literally a number. I just want to be that size 12 to 14, which for some people, even my height would be a different weight to what I am because everybody's a different shape. True. So it, the way it, that is really just a number. I just want to be that size. I've got rid of Perfect. all my big clothes. I've got no more big clothes now. So I can't, I can't go back. And that's help. I'm going to take you bloody shopping next time I see you. Buy me a pair of socks. They always fit. Oh, yeah. I didn't say what I was going to buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll buy you some gloves. There you go. Get your little sausage fingers in there. Um, Mum, yeah. thank you so much for, for playing along well, with this and, and letting me do it. One thing I always close each episode with is to ask if you have any advice for people. And if what you would advise somebody who is perhaps listening to this and some of what you've said has resonated with them. Perhaps they want to start losing weight. Perhaps they don't know how to get started. Perhaps they've been doing years of yo-yo dieting similar to yourself. What, what would you tell them to try and help them? I think be honest with yourself. And if there is someone willing to listen, share your, share your thoughts with them. Don't hide things. And I've been the tortoise, but I've got there. Just keep persevering and do it for yourself. Don't do it because you've got a wedding next week or I'm going on holiday next month. Do it for yourself. Great advice. This is where I get my wisdom from. I always wondered. That's, yeah, it's me. Mum. Yes. Trish. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I go and have a chocolate now? <laughs> right, that's it. Can't publish it now. You've ruined the whole podcast. <laughs> I, I am very much like keen for you to hit your target and celebrate that with you when you do. Thank and you. I, I think actually... There's a lot of people who listen to the podcast who have kind of, they obviously don't know you, but think of you th fondly because of how I've spoken about you in some episodes. And, you know, I've, I've not shared anything drastically personal or anything anyway. you wouldn't be happy I mean, with. I'm your mum. Let's face it. it. I'm a human exactly. being like everybody else. We all have our ups and downs. I don't mind at all. You're absolutely right. And thank you for helping other people. Ah, you're welcome. You're, you're like that. Thank you. You are. Oh, I love you, mum. Before we cry. <laughs> yeah, <going> exactly. <laughs> um, I said, I love you, mum. Yeah, I love you too. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Just making sure. All right. So great advice. Thank you so much for being today's weight loss warrior. No problem. You're absolute champion. 
and and thank you i'd i'd, I'd definitely i'm sure there'll be people who want to hear more about your story probably have to get you back on a show because you don't have instagram we need to get you an instagram account mum yeah there's a lot I, of things you'd I, benefit I from i need a new phone as well which will have a lot more storage so that, and everything that i can okay then download we'll, we'll, we'll podcasts and things nobody's interested in that no but i can download your podcast then can't i yeah no no we'll, we'll get you make sure you can start listening to a podcast straight yeah, away we'll find a way on your tablet or something yeah. i don't know you can't can't listen to podcasts on the radio before you start trying no i know okay, that just so you know <laughs> Oh dear, I'm only joking, Mum. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, take care of yourself. Yeah, you too. Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram, where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.